The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. They're incredible. I mean, it's just it's not usually in awe of teams that much, but I just can't help being in awe of Barcelona Femini. Like, they're just incredible. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, time to turn to rugby. Alan Quinn is with us. Lots to get through from the weekend. We should start with Connacht. We're always getting uh, complaints from uh, Connacht fans. We don't do enough about them. Top of the bill, even though there's loads of other bigger stories. But uh, they were good at the weekend and they, they bounced back from last yeah, week. Yeah, they were, yeah. And I think um, I think it was a bit of a stop-start game, the Benetton, uh, Connacht-Benetton game on Saturday. But... Um, they're a good side to watch, Connacht. You know what I mean. The, the attack, um, Paul Boyle was outstanding. Um, he's such a brilliant ball carrier. He's hard, aggressive, and he deserves credit for for you know he deserves to be mentioned and talked about. There's so many good back rows in Ireland. He was he was brilliant. Bundyak, he was good. Um, Bennett's and uh, you know a lot of mistakes, I think. But Connacht, um, they're right up there in in the URC as regards forcing turnovers. But unfortunately, they turned the ball over a good bit themselves. I think they were much better on Saturday at holding on to the ball. They came up with some mistakes, but um, it was a really good win for them. A bonus point win, and they bounced back. You, look, you'd expect them to beat Benetton. I was just Googling Paul Wall's age. He's 25. Is it like, is there? Is it too late for somebody at 25? It really isn't, isn't it, to catapult themselves into some kind of contention down the line? Um, yeah, he's got to start week in, week out. You know, I think um, with Connacht, um, he... It's not too too. He's not too old. You know what I mean. I think he can. Particularly in the back def- row, there's definitely players mature at different ages. There's some yeah, lads are nineteen, twenty. He's, he's hard. He's very abrasive. He's a really good ball carrier, and um, I just thought he was. He was. Uh, he got him over the game line continuously on Saturday and got a brilliant try. Um, he's a really good player, and I think you know. Look, without Connacht, people won't get carried away with this either. But I think it was a good response to. Um, the performance in Thoman Park the week before against Munster so I think it sets them up nicely they got Newcastle now in the Challenge Cup on Saturday home again so you know gather a bit of momentum um, get up the league table um, there's a bit of a congestion from 8th to about 12th or 13th Connacht are up to 11th um, and you know that's what they'll be striving for trying to get into those playoff spaces come the end of the season get some consistency and be a really difficult team to to beat. So I was just on the Connick thing, like Finley Beelan was talking during the week about after the Munster defeat, the players kind of getting together and there were some tough words exchanged and often a result like that nearly, you, you almost need to catapult your season because a negative can be turned into a positive with a bit of communication and butting of heads. I don't think they'll get carried away, Shane, with Saturday. Um, yeah. I think Benetton had made, they had a great win the week before against Edinburgh. They had eight or nine changes a lot of internationals, Italian internationals on the team, but Connacht didn't allow them to play and um, it's the perfect kind of game to get back on track. You don't want to be going away from home again. So um, I remember Finley Beelham saying that kind of after round three as well before they played Munster and look, most teams will pull the troops in and, and you know after the game or on a Monday morning and try regroup and get going again. But um, it was, without getting carried away, you know, it wasn't... Uh, I just thought it was the right response. Yeah. They had a lot of energy and they never looked in, in any sort of trouble. So they need to back it up again. Yeah, and they've got Newcastle home in the Challenge Cup, so um, that's where it goes next Saturday. Uh, Munster, obviously, um, a very tricky first half for them, or certainly very tricky first half of the first half. 
and then they turned it around. What? Where did the turnaround come from? I think the turnaround came from belief, Ger, um and your body language and your response because I think that group of players and maybe Munster itself, if that was three or four weeks previous, it could have got a lot worse. So I think, obviously, the playing personnel is different. They're getting a little bit of continuity in selection. There was a lot of talk. Could they afford to play the same team again against Edinburgh? Um, they the kind of had no choice in a way, right? No choice. And in fairness, they um, they were really good, I think. And again, you can't get carried away with this. But, you know, I was chat- sitting there chatting with Adrian Friday morning. He was asking me for a prediction. I didn't think, yeah. I thought it was a tall order to go there and and, and get a win because um, a lot of Scottish internationals they had all their players back the only kind of chink I said well sometimes when you come back from a busy November they were kind of four weeks in the bounce all those the Scottish guys um, that's the time to kind of maybe see if you can unlock them and um, you know given the, the, the start of the game and Munster behind um, I thought the response was, was brilliant and um, you're starting to see a little bit of development around their attack um, their their shape they look a lot fitter we spoke about that at the start of the season um, they're trying to play with continuous pace whatever they're doing it's not you know just keeping the ball alive and a lot of energy in their kick chase as well and stuff defensively so they have to work incredibly hard but I think the impressive thing is they didn't kind of start protecting a lead I think it was 28-17 when they got in ahead, maybe 22-17 the second half, they got another try, the Carberry try. They didn't start protecting. They kept going and could have got another couple of scores. So it was, it was impressive. And it shows that they've you know, they, they've had a tough start to the season and got a fair bit of criticism and question marks about them. And um, you know, they're not going to go and win the European Cup or, or win the URC, but they've given themselves a chance. Because that you think... Even a normal season, uh, if they'd started the season well, that's one that is always a really tricky one when you're going over there playing playing an Edinburgh side there. Good sign though, 12 points behind as you said, 31 unanswered points off the back of it. They're mentally, like, look, we kind of stuck the boot into Munster for a lot of the early portion of the season, but and, and rightly so based on the performances, but they're going somewhere now. And mentally, like to come back from that kind of yeah, the I gap think is good. The, the big biggest issue they had was the chopping and changing, and, and that wasn't Graham Rountree's decision to start picking different teams each week. It was mm. the, card, the cards he was dealt. Um, they had 57 players used in, in the first seven games, which is a huge turnover of players and change. So the last couple of weeks, they've got a little bit of consistency and, and got to build a bit of momentum. And It's a nice handy run of fixtures they're staring into. Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Toulouse at home, Northampton away, Leinster at home, Ulster away, Lions at home, Northampton away the next six games. Yeah, They're yeah. good. That's like, it's, and it's difficult. Find to out a lot about yourself. There's going to there's gonna have to be some sort of change along the way. Oh, the same team can play those six games. And um, I know the internationals are going to be have to get some rest in there as well as part of the policy so um, but they're in a better place than, and, than they were and people you know we, I asked a question for the podcast last week would they you know should we should we look for from to make some change and prioritise Europe or the league and you know the, the, the response was the league right uh, people want to be in make sure if you're trying to build something it's you have to be there next season probably being in the Champions Cup next year is, is a really important thing if you want to attract players and 
and keep that kind of um, high profile playing that high profile competition nothing like uh, French fancy dance coming to town on a Sunday afternoon in the European Cup though to get the blood up and like I mean you know, obviously Toulouse will be favourites for that game. Yeah, they'll be very strong and the depth they have is unreal. Um, DuPont is back after he got a, the suspension reduced, which was <laughs> um, a little bit strange, but he's back, he's playing and he's, he's you know, one of, one of the best, if not the best player in the world. Um, he's a wonderful player. He just makes them so good. But I think Munster will definitely feel better about themselves. They'll have a little bit of an edge. And the, probably the challenge this week is... You know, after getting a couple of decent results, back-to-back wins, first away win of the season in the league, you know, can they keep that bit of fire going and, and not, you know, get a little bit complacent? But Where's Toulouse won't let you get complacent, really. No. Um, Toulouse are, are mild favourites for that. They're not. They're not heavy favourites for it at all. It's actually it's much more of a, a coin toss, um, according to the bookmakers at this stage. Um, where's the improvement coming from? You said there's some improvements in attack. What does that mean? Well, I think they're not. Their 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 shape is so much better. I think, and you know, it sounds pretty obvious. But you know, if you're fitter and sharper and, and get a bit of match sharpness going, um, you have that bit more energy. And I think Munster had a problem at the start of the season, particularly in the early games, around their fitness levels and just the ability to to play with a bit of tempo. Um, some of the execution and obviously. Um, the change in the style caused issues at the start so that's kind of bedding in a little bit better now and I think the players are probably better at looking up and seeing what's in front of them and, and running good lines you know the Calvin Nash try I thought was a great example of Munster hitting the front line rather than out the back and just getting the timing of that right and sitting down Edinburgh defenders um, so I think yeah even look at Gavin Coombs running onto the ball with a little bit of width um, he, we know how powerful and good he is in close and the pick and jams. But I thought, you know, you know, getting him a little bit wider and running on with pace. So, um, a lot of things. Um, I think the biggest improvement is just holding on to the ball and, and their attack shape. It's starting to really, really improve. Um, you still got to get your fundamentals right, and they had big issues in the scrum probably the week before. Um, so they're not the finished article and far from it but they're in better shape and I think it's it's it's, so it's fair to acknowledge here. that yeah. yeah yeah it is yeah the Munster to lose game was the kicking the kicking contest back in May in the, the quarter final like have Munster moved on from, from then have they improved have they gone backwards like as we said to lose demolished Perpignan at the weekend they beat La Rochelle in October as well so pretty decent results but I'm curious as to whether it's still a fairly evenly even contest it's too early to to kind of say yeah. Shane I think as, as Sunday will be a test of, yeah. of of that improvement you know you can you can get your backside handed to you very quickly in sport um, you can have two or three good weeks and then go in reverse so I just think what they've built is mm. is much better platform um, back in May it was a different scenario it was a kind of a do or die desperation scenario and to be fair the effort level the passion the the, the work rate out of the Munster players that day was phenomenal and um, it was an incredible kind of connection with the supporters again in Europe but ultimately they came up short they lacked that little bit of quality have they a little bit more guile now or ability to you know um, attack better I think probably but still they've got to f- get you know 
get it right up front against a powerful Toulouse side. You'll see on Sunday they'll be able to bring on an international front row and international back rows and just so much depth in their squad. But they're in better shape, I think, attack-wise, and I think that's important. They still have you know a few injuries, Munster, and could do it some more depth. Um, but they're you know they're they're going into that game in a much better place. There's um. Yeah, the match report from the Leinster-Ulster game, which was a great game and a great advertisement for the, the league itself, uh, is centred around whether or not there's going to be any fallout from um, the injury to Cooney, which is caused by James Lowe's elbow. Um, McFarlane will want to review James Lowe's collision with scrum half Cooney, says the Irish Times, which resulted in the latter also leaving the field for HIA. There was no sanction handed out to the Leinster winger, so it's more than likely going to be looked at, will it be? Um, Donahoe will probably know this morning that game was obviously Saturday night um, it could be um, I think James Lowe does run kind of upright and, and he uses arms and elbows and knees and everything to fend off players um, I think it, he could be in a he could be in a little bit of spot of butter it should have been looked at um, John Cooney is you know gets a fair whack there the elbow makes contact um, with his top of his chest head you know um, and given the current climate around around that stuff it's it was surprising that it was missed and not looked at So uh, Cooney went off with the HIA Ian Henderson went off with the HIA Stewart went off and wasn't replaced as well it's the, the level of uh, attrition at this stage is really high isn't it? It is but none of these guys would have went off before um, they probably would have been water bottle and Magic sponge. Uh, yeah, and that's the reality and that's what we're seeing now. So it, it may seem like a bit scary as regards, but honestly, these players wouldn't have went off before and I've been there myself back in when I played. Um, I've seen players around me getting heavy knocks. Um, you know, their HIA was the f- ten, next 10 minutes of the match that they re- didn't really have many involvements and they were kind of dusting themselves down. So um, what's happening is right and you bring on players instead of them and... Uh, it's a good thing. I think, you know, obviously Keane Healy's red card was was a big moment in the game um, and it looked like it was costly. Ulster went on to be leading 22-3. Lens were outstanding, you know, from the try just before half-time by Ronan Kelleher and then the second half. They just, I just thought Gary Ringrose is getting better and better and better. Um wonderful performance for him and he should, he's world class I think he's added so much Is this the peak? Is this a peak? Is he at a peak at the I moment? I don't know he probably he probably wouldn't want it to be a peak but you know and there's no problem international players showing their, their quality Oh no I don't um, mean not too soon but like this is the, this is as good as he's ever played at the moment I, I think so yeah I think so I think just and, and what's different about Gary Ringrose I think just everything he's physical um, he's a bit he's technique in contact um, his explosiveness, his pace, his decision making—he's um, just—he was wonderful the other night. The quicker you can get the ball in Gary Ringrose's hands, the better. He's—he's yeah. um, he's just a wonderful player, and and um, he showed magic the other night. Not not just with his tries, but overall, um, it was—it was an incredible um, response from Leinster. Uh, given you're talking about the psychological um, kind of scars of the, the, the red card from Keane Healy and then being 22-3 down like that's that's mental strength resilience and that's why they are where they are Leinster and um, I think Ulster were kind of shell-shocked at the pace the tempo 
the aggression they showed and ended up with two players in the bin themselves. And at that point, you just feel Leinster are going to change gears here. And they did, you know, and they were incredibly impressive. Their next four fixtures as well, like it strikes me Leinster fans get to see a lot of, I guess, games that aren't exactly exciting and, and games that we don't uh, see too often, like like at the weekend. But Racing, Gloucester, Munster and Connacht between now and New Year's Day, which is decent. Yeah, and it's a bit of excitement levels. Shane, it's a bit of a crystal ball scenario with, with, with Europe. You just, you know, it's on the day. If if you know by body language of the opposition, you can, you know, I've often been in France where you think, oh, this might be, mightn't be so bad. It's one of the lower, non-fancied French sides and, and you, 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 you just meet a different beast. Um, Racing have been going well. They have a lot of powerful players sometimes inconsistent in the league but if when they hit the high notes you know they can be very very difficult so um that's a tough challenge for 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 Leinster um and they have a number of tough fixtures coming up but they're they're best equipped aren't they with the depth yeah. they have and and you know they have a number of players Tyg Furlong went off you know after coming on the other day um they're saying it's a bit of just uh, tightness in 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 one of the, in one of the legs. Um, will Johnny Sexton be back soon? Um, who knows? But they've so much depth there. I think. Answer, don't need him. He'd, <laughs> he'd be grand. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing, right? Um, uh, obviously, that's a joke for all the Lancer fans who are already angrily hitting caps lock on their um, keyboards. Um, Eddie Jones, today is the, today is supposed to be D Day. Do you think we hear immediately, or if we don't hear immediately, he's staying? It may leak out. I don't know. Um, He's kind of final meeting with the RFU today and they go make their recommendations tomorrow and then announcement of Wednesday. That's what they're saying, whether he's staying or going. Will Greenwood uh, said on the show last week that uh, he, as far as he was aware, there was a four-man list. Everybody else was talking about a three-man list. I think there's a fourth. He wouldn't say it was. And then over the weekend, uh, Warren Gatlin suddenly started getting linked. I'm like, well, I'd say, um, I'd say Will Greenwood has a fair idea of, of what's going on. So I think that the most likely outcome here isn't Scott Robertson straight away, that they might just get... I think the most likely outcome here is Steve Borthwick. Right. Um, Long-term, immediate yeah, appointment. because I think he would have... He would have uh, whether he will take the job straight away and leave Leicester, I think they're reading some of the English papers this morning. I think they were... They're kind of reading themselves Leicester for okay. yeah, a, a replacement themselves. But who knows? He may survive. Um, it's I, I find it... I think they'll react in some way. There's been a big change over in staff and Mike Brown has been on again. He's probably getting a little bit of revenge for, for being omitted and not picked a few times by Eddie Jones. But um, I think he's running out of road, unfortunately, for him. All right. Quinny, good stuff. Thanks a million. OTBAM brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish today. More from the Red 78 podcast from Alan and Neve later on this week. OTBAM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.